0: Welcome to episode 74 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Show. Uh, My name is Tony and finally I've cornered this co-host into returning. Not only is she a prolific writer, a prolific artist, she's also um, active in a number of mediums. Um, She's also currently my boss on something interesting enough, which we'll talk about more of that later. Yes, it's only Sarah Harris. Hello, Sarah.
1: Hello, hello. I'm not a writer.
0: Well, you helped of... me write that story, didn't you? To... We did the uh, the <laughs> the upcoming thing we're doing with Mr. Cumber.
1: Well, yeah. I don't know if that counts as prolific. I might have contributed like a word here
0: and there. <laughs> That's a, a particularly nuts uh, WhatsApp conversation that resulted in a script. That's how it should always happen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you?
1: I'm I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm okay how's um how's lockdown treating you comics wise so how is your comics reading creating changed don't tell us what you're t- working on specifically but have you found you're reading more comics while you've been locked down or well
1: it's been a lockdown of two halves for me at first i stopped reading everything oh okay so like when when lockdown first came in last march i couldn't read for months and months and months. And it was really upsetting me because I was still buying all this, all my comics and they were just piling up because I just couldn't concentrate on anything. Okay. I'd like read a page. By the time I got to the bottom of the page, I'd forgotten what had happened at the top because my brain was so full of COVID statistics and stuff. Cause I was doing all these like sort of statistical models and stuff. Cause that's what I do for work. Yeah. And like my, my head was so full of COVID numbers and stuff that I just couldn't concentrate on anything. So I didn't read comics for months, and it was really upsetting me because it's a big part of who yeah. I am.
0: It's part um, of your um, as I as because we're bu- we're buddies. I know it's part of your life, but it's also kind of and for me part of your social circle as well, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't read anything. I couldn't read books. I couldn't read comics. I couldn't even really concentrate on TV. I'd listen to a lot of audio books. That's what got me through. Oh, okay. Those, that that was all I could seem to be able to do was audio um but anyway i've got over that now and i'm reading comics like a crazy person again yeah, you're back so. into
0: it you you we won't say the amount but you did tell me the amount you spent on your pull list a couple of weekends ago and it was um quite it large was, wasn't it it
1: was only because i hadn't been for a few weeks it kind okay. of built up but yeah no I'm i'm reading loads um so um so yeah i'm really glad that that little phase of not being able to read comics didn't didn't last forever because yeah, I
0: would be very hey. upset if it had. I know it's like having an arm chopped off, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I've been do I've been reading comics every day since I was seven. So you know I can't stop now. <laughs> we shall get
0: on to that in a second, I'm sure. But uh, I, I always like to say Sarah Harris proving that women don't like comics and they don't get involved in making comics. There you exactly. go. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite <laughs> with you. So very good. Yes. And it's good to have you back on, mate. It's been a while. Now you um. I, you never volunteered to come on here. I always, I last time you came on, I had to properly pressure you into coming on. It was, uh, um, like um, I almost had to stalk you to get you to come on, but the uh, <laughs> in the nicest way. But the uh, you actually asked me to do this one, didn't you? You came forward and said, I think was it after you heard Simon Russell's episode, isn't it?
1: Um, I can't, I can't remember what, but I do remember that I asked, like, I yeah, it was, it was definitely yeah, one of them. Somebody said something. That just made me think, you know what, I I want to hear somebody talk about this particular thing. And if I don't do it, I don't think anybody else will.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: So if the only way I could, yeah, I don't, like you say, I don't go out of my way to volunteer to be on podcasts. It's not my thing. <laughs> um, but I wanted your podcast to cover this. And yeah, I get you. And, and, and you know,
0: and I can't think of a better person to cover it, actually. So somebody, actually. somebody yeah. had to... Uh, now, this is, a, this is a book that you have talked about as long as I've known you, I think, actually. Yeah. What have known each other for? Four, five, six years now, I suppose, something like that. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. However, however long you've been doing the ACP, a couple of episodes in. Yeah, Whatever exactly. that was.
0: And, when you, and, and, and our friendship began because you started writing sort of critical emails back in, and we were a bit frightened <laughs> you of won't. you.
1: They weren't critical, they were constructive and
0: helpful. <laughs> That's my argument, exactly. I've been making that <laughs> argument for years now, very well done. Yeah, and um, I remember saying to Vince and Dan at London, Super Comic Con, I said, oh, you know, that lady Sarah who writes letters and she's going to pop by, and we're, we're like, oh, okay, I wonder what she's like, and you turned out to be lovely. So that was good, and you didn't beat <laughs> us up or finger wag us. No. But um, I remember you...
1: you asking me to stop sending you in those emails. No, I never said you that. You did. That's why I stopped. You asked <laughs> me to stop. I thought I thought I was being helpful. I used to go through like all the things I liked about what you'd said, and sort of like you know, like sort of, yeah, little essays they were.
0: But yeah, you asked I wonder me if they. I wonder, they must exist somewhere. We should put them in a. We should do a zine from them, shouldn't we? That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Good. Okay, Missus Harris, Ms Harris what have you chosen for us to talk about
1: i have chosen the story the sentinels from misty which is the greatest comic ever made
0: (laughs) yes right good now you tell us um tell us a bit about your history with this comic because it's it's a nice little story
1: okay um well for a start it's misty's fault that i never had a full run of 2000 ad which i sort of blame it for slightly because i was only allowed one comic a week like my parents would buy me one comic a week um and so 2000 ad started in 77 wasn't it um but misty launched in 78 so i'd been reading 2000 ad every week since that started um but then when misty launched i think they must have advertised it in 2008 or i'd seen like even they used to tv advertise things in those yeah i can't remember how um i definitely saw an advert for it somewhere right and i got really 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 excited because i was a i was a total tomboy and i was never remotely interested in like the other girls comics that were available at the time okay um you know they were all about boarding school girls getting up to hijinks and yeah. we had a we had know. a
0: conversation recently, you, me and Cliff, on um what's didn't we, about Bunty. Yeah. About all the nutty stories
1: Exactly yeah. Bunty.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. But, yeah,
1: but they but they were sort of Yeah, they weren't for me, really, all the other girls' comics, but but I was really into ghost stories and really into sort of supernatural and weird shit like I still am really you know all those yeah. Collins book of ghosts and vampires books like little short story like books
0: those ones yeah.
1: yeah and like sort of I, I was obsessed with all those um like those little they were little small format books weren't they and like sort of like fat but small like a couple like five inches tall or whatever and it was so, oh, so I know so, the ones you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay yes colin's book of ghosts and the colin's book of werewolves and stuff and i love stuff like that so when i saw like that there was going to be a girls comic that was all horror supernatural ghosts alternate worlds all sorts of stuff i was really really excited so i totally i immediately jumped ship from 2018 right
0: from school. being a prog wonder i know our about our buddy amon calls and prog what you were a prog runner were you
1: yeah oh wow. yeah, okay absolutely so yeah no loyalty straight on to misty but i would have happily <laughs> kept having both of them if if my parents weren't so tight you know if they'd have let me have two comics i would have kept 2018 going <laughs> as well <laughs> <laughs> and of course the first uh three issues of misty had free gifts so that always helps turn a child's head so um so yeah so that was exciting I can tell you all about the free gifts. Right, let's have
0: let, you. You've already met him here. Let's have a. Let's have it. What were the first three weeks? One of them was a bracelet. I know that for a fact, wasn't it? Yeah, so.
1: the first one was a charm bracelet. It had a little fish on it. Um,
0: right, that's a strange. That's a strange you one, know, but yeah.
1: I do with one of the stories. I think, ah okay. I can't remember now because I wasn't as excited about the bracelet, and I think it broke. I wore it, and I think it broke almost immediately. Right. I mean, like they 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 weren't precision engineered these gifts you know they were pretty (laughs) cheaply put together yeah um but the second issue was the one that i really really liked it was a ring with this black cat design on it and it was one of those rings that comes flat and you kind of bend it around your finger
0: oh i know the sort yeah yeah i had a sister i know what you mean yeah
1: yeah and so yeah it had this black cat on it and i like and it tied in with one of the stories in in the book and i wore it i wore it to death literally I, like, I wore it until it fell off my finger um, which had been a couple of weeks it lasted longer than the charm bracelet yeah. and then because I was so devastated that this ring had broken I managed to track down the only other girl at my school who read Misty and I I knew she had the ring because I knew she'd been buying it since the start but she wasn't wearing it so I figured that she couldn't have been that fussed, you know what I mean? Because I was <laughs> yeah. wearing mine to school every day. Proper
2: fan. Because yeah.
1: we weren't allowed to wear jewellery to school, so I'd wear it at, every day until a teacher spotted it, and then I'd have to take it off and put it in my bag. But every morning i put it back on until I was told off, you know? Yeah. So she wasn't wearing hers, so I knew she didn't deserve it. So I basically pestered her until she agreed to sell me (laughs) like 20p or something and then i and then that one i was much much more careful with and like i don't think that one ever broke but i haven't still got it sadly i wish i did and then the third free gift was mental it was this funny little cardboard contraption called the wheel of fortune wallet right and you (laughs) opened it And it had this dial that spun round and there was this lever thing that went up and down and it was supposed to tell your future, but it was so freaking complicated to, to, to operate. You had to make a code out of your birthday and then the numbers, the letters of your name in the alphabet, you know, like numerology. So like, you know, H is number eight and I is number nine and all that. So you had to like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. like letters in your name and translate those into numbers and then like put that together with your zodiac sign and your birthday and then you use that to decode the the clues and then that told you what your future was it was totally ridiculous but it was really really nerdy and like so i loved it because it was all maths so like sort of uh, it was just awesome so yeah so that was the the gift in the third week so yeah three well two quality free gifts and one okay that's pretty impressive it. actually yeah. so
0: how old would, no, no let's not ask that question but the so it could have dictated cuz you, I can tell you how no, old no, no I'm, I'm not going to tell you might you tell me but cuz I feel bad but the okay. the um <laughs> the, now you you're kind of a you're you're my my brainiest mate you're like super brain around maths the do you okay, think maths. that could have had an effect on your maths future that do you think
1: well i mean either i loved it cuz i was already into maths or, I don't know, like, you know, sort of, yeah. but certainly I really did like things like that, ciphers and codes. And, I get you. Yeah. There was another one of them, Colin's little books, was the Colin's little book of Spycraft that I was all, also always really into because that was all about code making and ciphers and stuff. I, I would have been like one of them women cracking the Enigma machine if I'd have been uh, around Yeah. In- yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would have been,
1: been, been, been my ideal job.
0: Or one of those ladies doing all the maths to launch a spaceship in that movie yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. I get you. Yeah. 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 yeah
1: i love stuff
0: like that very good yeah. so let's give a little summary oh, before we do that my um my entry to misty is the fact that i'd never read it until you made me read it for this There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no great history there sorry not very interesting but uh, sarah suggested this i ordered it off ebay and uh, i've read it i've read it in the last week good
1: what I mean, you must have heard people talking about it other than me over the years. So hopefully it was of interest to you to see what all the fuss was about anyway.
0: Well, obviously one of the creators was Pat, who's our friend. um, And we will have some information from him later. I reached out to him in the week just for a couple of little teaser teaser things that he can talk about. So Misty ran from the 4th of February 1978 to the 12th of January 1980. Only 101 issues, which doesn't seem that much, actually. Um, yeah, it
1: didn't last very long. No, I think it ended up getting sort of taken into another comic. Like used did. to happen all the time in those days.
0: Hatch, match, and Dispatch, as they call it. It was published by Fleetway, and it merged in eventually after those 101 issues with Tammy. Um, yeah, that's it. it. And, and it that's
1: ra- when I dropped it. See? Oh, is I it? Went to, I went back to 2000 AD when it went in with Tammy.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah, it, wasn't um, so. it was it appeared on the cover till around um, September '81. Um, eight annuals because back then what they do is the annuals would keep coming out even though the comic was cancelled because you remember Star Lord and Tornado these sort of things they had annuals that appeared even after it had been merged and disappeared and all that sort of thing yeah um, a weekly girls comic at the time was a big deal um, I heard Pat recently say on I think it was on the Thrillcast that Tammy was um, selling around 250,000 a week at the time it's crazy isn't it so selling a million copies a month Mm. consistently incredible isn't it really yeah um it had a revolving series of stories and how would you put the tone of the stories were they suspense and horror were they that kind of thing or
1: yeah I mean like sort of some of the stories almost went a little bit sci-fi but mainly they were yeah just pure horror and actually some of them pretty scary given that they were aimed at yeah
0: and we'll talk about some of that in a minute yeah I did I was quite surprised by one of them um the uh, Pat was part of the creation of the comic, and it was his sort of brainchild. Um, and he also wrote Moonchild, Hush Hush, and Sweet Rachel. Um, they also had a regular feature of a cartoon witch, a sort of, um, when I say cartoon, I mean sort of caricatured witch called Mist. No, T. it was called. Um, yeah, but the, read, the readers didn't really like her, I don't think.
1: Yeah. No, no, she was awful. Sorry, Pat, if you're <laughs> looking for anything to do with you. It just, it just wasn't, it didn't fit in with the tone of the rest of it.
0: Okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, the back catalogue is now owned by Rebellion and the Treasury of British Comics. That is the, They're the people who are putting out these. Um, I think there's three so far, aren't there? Three collections so far. Yes, and, then and one big one, yeah. Right, but... oh, is there? Okay. And we've yeah. been getting, like, um, Scream and Misty specials, haven't we? There's been three yeah. of them, I'm going to say now. Um, are you, have you been reading them, or...?
1: I, I got the first one. Yes, um... we
0: were a bit disappointed, weren't we? <laughs>
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. My favourite story in the first one wasn't one of the Misty stories. It was the uh, one of the Scream stories. And now I can't remember what it was. Thirteenth 13th floor, 13th I think. 13th I was, yeah. elevator. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, I, I bought the collection
0: of that recently. It's good. Yeah, the original stuff's really good. Um, in 1986, eight issues of the Best of Misty Monthly came out. Um, reprints of Misty materials appeared in the 1985 to, no- to 1987 Barbie comic from IPC. Um, yeah. Also was reprinted throughout Europe and a couple of different places. Um, the um, the Sentinels, which is what we're talking about, um, mm-hmm. ran for a short time. So nothing really ran for a long time, did it, in there? Is that right?
1: No, I think the longest stories were about like 10 weeks long or something like that. Yeah. I, there was called Paint It Black that seemed to go on for a long time. Okay um i think that one, i seem to remember that one going on for a long time but maybe i don't know when you were kids like I don't, I don't know how reliable my memories are you know
0: yeah the um d it was actually dc thompson and um and uh fleetway were kind of in competition they were sort of always at each other's for the next thing weren't they and um dc thompson had a comic out called spellbound um that yeah. was cancelled around the same time as missy misty started um, um, which was a, there was a little bit of pressure on Pat not to make it a horror comic because they'd seen that Spellbound had um failed essentially. Failed, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things. Well, I'm glad me. he didn't listen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Did you want to sum up what uh, the Sentinels is about?
1: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I mean in. I don't want to spoil it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it. Well, it's just because when you're reading the story, they don't actually kind of you don't find out what it's about until ages, you're about five minutes in, which yeah. is great. I think um,
0: we're gonna. I think but... it's been out there enough, mate. I think there's enough, I think we know the Nazi element of it. I'm gonna say. Oh,
1: that's the spoilers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's about this two um, sort of council blocks of flats yep. um, in like sort of a rough part of town. Um, and one of the blocks of flats is fine; lots of people live in it. The other one has got this reputation that it's haunted. It's got, you know, and it's like nobody's lived in it for years, so it's all vandalised and, and and tatty. And there's rumours that people go missing in there, and people see ghosts, and etc. 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 And this one family ends up having to squat in there because they've been made homeless. Um, and um, you know, adventures ensue it turns out that it's actually uh sort of a a gateway to an alternate universe in which the um the nazis won the war basically and england is now under nazi rule um sort of 40 odd years later because we're in the well no 30 30 odd years later we're in the late 70s um and um yeah uh, there's lots of sort of movement between these two worlds and people interacting with their doubles in the in the mirror universe as it were yeah um and that's pretty much what it's about
0: yeah it's a it's jan richard's is the name of the um when jan yeah. richard's family lose their home they decide to hide out in the abandoned block so that they can stay together now um jan is um sort of i'm going to say unremarkable but that sounds a bit rude unremarkable schoolgirl. um the family have sort of fallen on hard times and, and can't stay in their, their house. And I suppose the 70s was a time of a couple of things, wasn't it? It was a time of people were a bit poor back then because the economy wasn't particularly brilliant. And also there was a lot of squatting going on, wasn't there, back then? Yeah. It wasn't unusual. People would sort of see squatting as slightly different these days. but it's, it's, Now, I'm going to ask you, but squatting was kind of a lifestyle choice. Am I right in saying that, Sarah? to some people oh absolutely yeah
1: i lived in a squat in hackney for over a year when i was in my late teens (laughs) um so uh, yeah we had no electricity and a very very dotty toilet um but yeah that was yeah it was there were lots of punks and alternative people like living in living in squats
0: yeah and this family they find themselves on hard times so to squat was an option i remember there was um growing up in south london there was whole whole streets that were like 60, 70% squats in some places yeah. in South London. You know. oh, the,
1: yeah. The one the one I lived in, the whole street was squatted.
0: Yeah. 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 And some of them were, some of the canny ones would have, you know, taken a, a cable and attached it to a, a lamppost and managed to get, you know, some electricity in their flat and all that's that sort what,
1: of thing. That's what we did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over for that one. I think we'll be all right. But, uh, there was all that sort of thing going on, wasn't there? And uh, while
1: ago.
0: Yeah. And people would just come and stay in the squats, wouldn't they? You know, there's... um. There'd be a punk in one and, you know, be a, a Italian couple in the next. And But, it, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd sit around a fire that someone had built on the balcony and all be drinking out of bottles of wine. And it was that sort of... It was almost like a cool lifestyle, wasn't it? There was a lot oh, of bands that were You went to posh
1: well. squats if they have <laughs> wine. <laughs> <laughs> Ours <Outside> had special brew. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a thing at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But he, there's a sadness at the start for this girl, isn't there, in her family and her father's, you know and they're sort of forced to go and live in this with their dog in this building
1: yeah and i mean that's the thing you see families in those days like sort of like the reason they go and squat in the flat as you said in the, when you read the synopsis is to keep them together because jan's got two like younger brother and sister and they, the family would have been split up They yeah. the kids would have been put into care in separate homes and 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 stuff, and so that's why the mum's saying, like, you know, we can't go to the council, we can't ask for help, because they'll split us up. Yeah. And she knew that, you know, like, if they took the younger kids away, they might never get them back, you know, it's, it was awful, really, the way that they would treat families in poverty, I mean, like, I'm not convinced they treat them much better now, but... In different
0: ways, think, maybe, yeah. I think yeah. improved. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, What's, um, so, you read it at the time, and I remember you being, like, super yes. excited by it, and... I think i'm right in saying that you didn't for some sort of circumstances happened where you didn't get to keep a lot of your old comic collection so you didn't
1: i haven't got any of them still now i
0: know it breaks my heart so i don't know how you feel but the um how did um how did it how did it read when you rediscovered it
1: well, I was I was a little bit nervous because yeah. you don't sometimes want to go back to things that you loved when you were younger in case they haven't held up. But I think it held up really well. Okay. Um, I think the story is still fantastic. I mean, like, it moves... It moves so fast. I mean, like, I know you're always moaning about decompressed comics nowadays, and I don't (laughs) normally mind them because I don't mind a slow-moving comic and, like, you know, lots of introspection and, and, and moody dialogue. But this moves so fast. Like, literally on the first page, so much happens, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, sort of, like, so on the first page, you go straight into, like, sort of some bullying in the playground, and she's, like, sort of, trying to get these girls to stop bullying this other girl and say oh don't be mean to her you know that you know her family all went missing in the in the sentinel block you know the yeah. the, the sentinels of the two block so that's like by about panel 2 hmm. and then she's like sort of like, by the bottom of the page, like, a family's been cast out on the street, and something else happened in the middle of the page, and I can't even remember what it was now. But, like, like sort of so much happens there in is. this story. And
0: people forget, these were four-page stories. They didn't even have the benefit of being five-page stories, you know. Uh, it's four
1: four pages at a time, isn't it? Yeah, and and, and
0: often the first page has has sort of a splash. It's a recap. Yeah, a recap and a bit of a splash. It's not always like where we see splash pages now. It's just... One bigger image, often isn't it? Sometimes yeah. they're a whole page, but mostly they're a one bigger image. I'm just looking at a few of them the, the, now.
1: The one on the the very first one is beautiful, isn't it? Yes, the, the, cover art, well, the artist we have yeah. the artist yet, have we? No, we're going it's, to talk a about uh, in a Mario Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but the the splash page on the first one, like that's stuck in my head my whole life, like that image, because I don't know what it is. You've got like you've got the, you've got the two tower blocks, and one of them's like you know clearly sort of looks a bit you know sort of beat up but then you've got the whole things from the perspective it's almost like you're kind of lying on the floor looking up at them because there's a cat walking past and the cat looks huge yeah that's my
0: only problem with it it's the cat it looks like a giant cat i
1: love that (laughs) no i I love that at the time because like i could sort of imagine sort of as i say like lying on the floor looking up and so like the cat's walking right past your head Right. do you know what i mean yeah I get, and yeah. my favorite thing on the whole page is where it says punks rule okay on the wall because yeah, of the thought question thought like mark that. yeah because it's like punks rule okay it's like it's not quite sure of itself
0: <laughs> yeah and the like, hesitancy not, oh, I, of I the graffiti punks, back in the 70s <laughs> yeah 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 because
1: <laughs> i was fascinated by punks when i was younger like sort of absolutely fascinated by them i mean like i thought i thought they were the coolest things on earth so like right. yeah that first flash page is brilliant even the logo i love the logo of the sentinels the way they uh, yeah it's nice isn't that. it there's an almost yeah. a,
0: a newspaper strip element to the art style in this isn't there as was common with a lot of stuff yeah. because these guys that would be the big money maker for them wouldn't they be getting a syndicated strip but the yeah, yeah he does there's two stories in this we should say in this collection there's the sentinels and another one called the end of the line um, which is mm-hmm. with, written by Malcolm Shore as well, but art by John Richardson in the second one, and they are little—they're a little bit different, aren't they? There's, um, they're very
1: different. Mario's
0: yeah. a bit more, a bit tighter. Uh, and I think John's sort of slightly looser and wilder with his art, I think, to me.
1: Yeah, I think I think John Richardson's art is probably appeals to be more as art. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a little bit more stylistic and stuff, whereas yeah, like Mario Capaldi's art is very straightforward. And like sort of, you know, it's not photorealistic, but it's very, you know, just, you know, there's, there's no stylized yeah. sort of exaggeration, really, or anything. But he tells a good story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a very good storytelling artist. But yeah, there's 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 no real sort of flair there in, you know, in the way that, I mean, like my normal favorite types of comic art are obviously a lot more stylized than this. You know, the sort of art that I yeah, really appeal to. So yeah, yeah, art-wise, this doesn't really jump out at me. This was more about the story. This one. For I me. always
0: I always make the comparison between the two styles of being. Capaldi is kind of um, an ealing comedy, you know, straightforward, yeah. full of character. Yeah. And um, Capaldi is, uh, sorry, and John Richardson is more, you know, the '60s. You know, there's yes. a looser coolness to it. But they both work, like you say, they both they're both yeah. very very capable of it. And. Um, Capowder uses um, some great inking. You know, there's some real dark use. I'm looking at the one that's in the newspaper offices. Um, And it's straight out. It's straight from a Toth or it's straight, you know, it's straight from a newspaper strip for that me. It's just gorgeous characters and, you know, strong post-war blokes you know it's like that it's yes. that sort of feel to it you know um yeah, very much let's talk a little bit and about mario sorry go on, mate sorry
1: spatial acting as well is really good yes he's especially, really good with, at especially with the heroine
0: i think yeah she's very good yeah yeah uh, so mario capaldi he was born in 1935 in glasgow um and died in 2004 quite a reclusive dude actually he was a kid during the blitz Um, He wanted to draw as a kid, but his family had him working in the ice cream business in Glasgow, which was uh, quite a place apparently. They didn't have wars back then with each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw a film about that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, He was a very versatile um, artist who adapted to different styles when required. He very much enjoyed painting in watercolours. During his career, he worked on over 50 different characters in comics. Um, These are Rupert the Bear, Robo Machines, Roy the Rovers. He He worked in Hurricane, Tiger eagle Ginty, sesame street judy tammy get this thundercats and care bears zorro <laughs> and captain planet and, oh cool that's not bad is it lived yeah. um lived most of his style adult life in middlesbrough um he um there's a book on him actually by his daughter um vander or oh, is that maybe that's Wanda capaldi and it's uh, Mario, a biography in poetry, which I really must order. I saw, I, I went through to the site and thought, well, I need to go back and order that. But uh, that's nice, isn't it? I think that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, let's mention the writer Malcolm Shaw. That's a writer, born fifth of December nineteen forty-six. Um, died far too young on the fourth of December nineteen eighty-four. Born in Paisley, another another Scot. Um, oh. Studied at the Glasgow University before moving into journalism. Started at DC Thompson. Uh, 1968, he left and moved to London and began working as a sub-editor at Fleetway IPC. In 1969, um, he met Pat Mills and the pair launched Ginty together, which is kind of cool. Um, right. Pat Pat speaks very highly of him. He then wrote um, for and edited the girls' comic New Mirabelle, which launched in 1977. Do you remember that one? No. Nope, no, not
1: at all. I'm not just asking you because I'm a girl. Else? I'm
0: not a sexist. I'd like to point that out before anyone has a go at me. I remember
1: Ginty, but I don't, yeah, I don't Ginty. recognize that one. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, he then took over Misty and edited it for most of its run. Um, he died, as I say, he died far too early of cancer the day before his 38th birthday. Um, writing credits we know of because they weren't always credited, so he didn't always work out who wrote what. But the Robot Who Died in Jinty, the Four Faces of Eve in Misty, End of the Line in Misty, the Sentinels in Misty, rep- Return to Armageddon in 2000 AD. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, the name rings a bell, but
0: yeah, yeah. And I he couldn't... and he drew and he wrote some Dread as well, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah it's nice and it's nice that this this contains stories written both both of them are written by him um, yeah. which is kind of cool
1: four faces of eve was excellent as well so yeah he wrote some of the the best misty stories i ah, think all
0: right cool well are there any other misty stories that you remember that sort of jump out
1: oh the cult of the cat was was fantastic i think that was the one that the that the cat ring was, was
0: ah i get yeah okay
1: connected to yeah that one was about cults like a sort of um like oh it's like she goes to school and she fights she realizes that all the other girls are like they're worshiping like bast like the egyptian cat god and it's oh, a real hammer and,
0: horror feel to some of this stuff. yeah
1: it? It's, it was a brilliant cult story and i'm sure i mean i'm still obsessed with cult stories now and i'm sure that's why i'm sure it's because of the cult of the cat
0: that's why like, Cumber's I mean, our friend he, Yeah, he exactly. leads a cult
1: there you go. It's one that I really enjoyed the following even though it was a really awful TV show but I thought it was fantastic. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, no, I I love cult stuff. So yeah, that one a lot of stabbing around.
0: in that series.
1: There was a lot of stabbing, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. maybe an unnecessary amount, but yeah, it was still good. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the misty stories that really stick in my head were the like the little one-shot ones. Like they they had like future shock equivalents. Okay. Yeah. I I I I suppose it'd be the best way of Although slightly less tongue-in-cheek than Future Shocks tended to be, but like little short sort of horror stories just in one issue, and the one that was in the first issue was one called Roots, and that one has stuck in my head forever. It's like about this girl she goes to visit her grandfather, and they, you know, she realizes something's a bit weird about all the people in the in the village. You know, you know, it's it's, it's a, a proper folk horror, classic folk horror tale. It's like Swindon and then. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like Swindon. <laughs> um, and then, like, sort of, she realises that they're basically, like, they're turning into plants and they're, like, putting down roots. Oh, and, like, right. the very last panel, the granddad like, takes his boot off and his foot is just all vines and stuff. And it was a big, like, sort of, um, a big panel right in your face. And that st- that has stuck with me for so long. And I'm sure that that's why I really like folk horror stuff now. Like, yeah. so much of my adult, like, you know, sort of, the things that I like to read about or watch films about have, have been put in my head, I think, from Misty in 2000 AD and like all the sci fi that my dad used to make me read. Like, you know, the yeah. stuff you're sort of reading when you're 10, it sticks with you forever, doesn't it? No, it really does,
0: isn't it? Yeah, we talk a lot about that on the ACP, don't we? That that, yeah. that sweet spot of 10, 12, 14 around there, it just it, it dictates your, your taste for the rest of your life often, doesn't it? You know? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm glad because I like what I like and I wouldn't want to be any different, you know, exactly. but I do wonder and and I must have had an element of those you know, those tastes already, because otherwise I'd have been reading Bunty and I wouldn't have wanted to read Misty. You know, the fact yeah. that Misty jumped out of me was because I already liked spooky stories. I already you know, so, so it was it was already there. But this But maybe
0: that was because Misty was what two thousand A D was as well. It was f- for smarter kids really i suppose you know Maybe. we we could have been they reading just, wizard they and didn't chips talk
1: down. yeah they didn't talk down to you yeah. like yeah definitely not
0: i think um, the other thing we haven't mentioned as well is that misty not only is the name of the comic but is also the name of a, a tharg esque host yeah um, which was a sort of another another lady looks at it's, it's like a she's a dark-haired sort of, i think they call them raven-haired you know yeah good-looking hammer horror-esque yeah um, and she would appear on a lot of covers. Um, she's yeah. she's on the cover to this actually. She's on the cover to volume one. Um, she's on the other covers of some of the annuals. Um, and she was kind of like calling her Tharg is probably do, doing a disservice, but she was kind of the host, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, I mean that she'd do the editorial bit on yeah. the inside of the of the inside front page.
0: No, She was the creation uh, yeah. of someone called Shirley Bellwood, um, who was a mm-hmm. portrait artist and had a hand in girls comics as well. Um, and she based Misty's look on herself. Now I googled her the other day. She was quite foxy, Shirley, wasn't she? She was a foxy striking lady,
1: looking lady. Yeah. yeah. You sent me a picture of her, like you know, older, sometime down the line. But you could still very much see the the Misty face. It still, it you know, it's still her face. It's very yeah. striking woman.
0: Really was, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, good stuff. The um, should we have a little chat about what Pat said about it as well? Yes. Um, I sent it through to you, didn't I? So one of the things he said, that it, one of the reasons he thinks it didn't super achieve, although it was, you know, it's still like super highly regarded. And the thing with it as well is, you try and buy some back issues <laughs> at the moment, it's like they're yeah. stupid money, aren't they? Um,
1: I only have two or three that I bought in. Oh, what's that comic shop sort south of the river, like thirtieth century? Oh, uh, the one in
0: Wimbledon, not in Wimbledon, in that, um, Putney, that one.
1: Putney, yeah. Oh, you bought a couple I bought in there, did you? A I bought a couple of back issues in there because I was feeling particularly sentimental and I saw them and I couldn't resist. Yeah. And they they were like I don't know 15 quid each. They weren't particularly like sort of you know they weren't the first issue or anything. But yeah, but yeah they're, they're not cheap to buy and the annuals are really expensive. Yeah, to I buy. found
0: one in a charity shop near here and it was I think 40 or 50 quid. I mean even the single issues oh. at the comic mart I like a score each 20 quid. Yeah. Um. So Pat said the Sentinels were great. Two things that stopped it from being more popular and um was the um. Hero's name was not in the title. Now, I know that's a big favourite of Pat's. Is um, he? He says that's a something you should always consider is putting the you know Judge Dredd, Truantium Dog, Slain. You know these sort of things. You should put the hero's name in the title. um
1: I do think the Sentinels is a good name though. But we were joking, Buffy. I said like if you put her name in, it'd be Jan and the Sentinels. I said it sounds like sort of like a garage rock band or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does a bit, doesn't it? Or a really like... crap
0: cartoon series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and secondly, um, he says the artist was um, an excellent storyteller, but never had a number one. Um, and he he's been told this because um, by a, um, a modern, you know, a modern lady has told him that she didn't think the the char- the characters were slightly unattractive. Um,
1: I know. Yeah, you said that when you sent over Pat's feedback. Cool. And, and he, that he said we of, can
0: quote him. He's fine by that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That sort of rankled me very slightly because <laughs> I, I mean as I say, I don't know how reliable my memories are of when I was 10 years old, but I think that I liked the fact that Misty didn't only have really pretty girls in it. Like all the other girls comics, the heroines were always classically pretty girls. And I mean, if you look at end of the line, the other story in this collection, I mean, the heroine in that is gorgeous, you know, like sort of, you know, a classically pretty girl, big eyes, beautiful lips, you know, everything. But I, I, I remember noticing and liking the fact that some of Misty's characters weren't always the classic pretty girl. They were bit ev-
0: because... not every day is a terrible thing to say, but they were. Yeah, they were kind of well, just normal people, I suppose. With them
1: yeah, more. they were just yeah normal people. I mean, like Jan Richards in this story couldn't be more of a normal person if she tried. She lives in you know like a a naff bit of town, and you know her parents aren't very well off, and. You know, she is an average girl, and I really identified with that because I went to an all-girls school, and there were girls that were all about how they looked, and you know, sort of sneaking makeup to school and like worrying about their hair and talking about boys all the time. And I never really got on with those girls. I wasn't really in that clique, Okay. You know. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I, I liked the the heroines who were a little bit. More normal or, or a bit quirky or a bit different, and weren't you know didn't look like they'd be sitting with the popular girls in the in the lunchroom, yeah,
0: okay, well, this is particularly resonant to you isn't it this is your favorite story, so yeah you know, yeah, um he also said um in another quote that I read he said that um t- two thousand a d they wanted a girls' comic version of two thousand a d he'd obviously been on two thousand a d prior to this and started it, got the ball rolling, wrote all the stories in issue one and 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 create a comic create a you know a roller coaster that still sits with us now you know still occupies the shop's shelves and and they wanted the the girls comic of that because girls was so girls comics were so big at the time yeah um i mean
1: all girls read comics like when i was that age all girls were reading comics you know like not necessarily the same ones but yeah it 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 was almost unheard of
0: okay that's interesting isn't it yeah. Then we we probably then since you know since 1980 and now or maybe ten years ago we had a period where it was boys who read comics and girls you know you often hear this oh I went you know, from girls don't you I went in a comic shop and everyone stared at me um, yeah um well
1: I think young girls moved from comics to things like um oh God what was it called Jackie like do you remember Jackie magazine was that like a photo so it, story thing was it or something yeah, it, yeah well it like it'd be sort of stuff about pop stars and stuff about you know do this quiz to find out what type of boy you should go out with or like sort of you know like sort of you can tell the personality of a boy from the shape of his jaw and there'd be drawings of different jaw shapes and you'd be oh, trying to work out which jaw shape this boy you liked had so you could work out if you were compatible and all this it was all about boys I knew there's a the reason i
0: grew a beard i knew there was yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah I think girls moved more onto that kind of thing away from
0: maybe like was it sort of stuff stories. like Top of the Pops magazine and is that just me being terribly old and sexist or is it was that cool well, you know
1: Similar yeah yeah that 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 sort of thing I think they moved more to magazine format so it was more like written articles and photos and sort of pull out posters of spandau ballet and stuff like that more Ballet.
0: Than, here we go more than, a little insight more than... into the mind of sarah harris there again <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then i've like those photo love stories and things which i quite like i still think they're kind of cool
0: yeah, um, yeah.
1: but yeah they move more onto that kind of thing away from comic stories i think um by the 80s like jackie was huge in the
0: 80s yeah even i knew about that one yeah that's a yeah. shame isn't it it's a shame that that happened but boys sort of stuck with it, didn't they? But it, did they, though? I suppose they didn't either, did they? You know, Roy the Rover's lasted a bit longer. 2000 AD st- is a bit fringe these days, isn't it? You know? Um, yeah. Only because we fill our lives with people who read comics, Sarah, that we, we think they're brilliant and amazing and super popular, but they're kind of not, are they? You know?
1: No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Most people our age have probably grown out of comics by now. But yeah, like, and, the and yeah, the kids came in and did 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 other things, and now they all play video games instead or whatever. And
0: Pornhub. They've just yeah. found
1: other things to do and to read and to look at. Yeah.
0: Um, good. So going back to the, just. We're we're almost on time now, but I just want to go back and mention a couple of the moments that I really liked in the book. Well, one that yes. I didn't that you made me read. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she's got a dog, Jan, isn't it? I forget her name now. Is it Jan? Jan yeah, she's got yeah. a dog called Tiger, and they go in the sewers to escape, and the rats. <laughs> well, yeah, eat...
1: that's when they get the the when they end up in the sewers made me laugh because. This helicopter comes over. It's very dynamic. I mean, like, given <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. this is a girl's comic, you've got this dynamic helicopter action chase yeah. sequence. People watching the professionals
0: season. on the telly and all that sort of thing. It's and yeah, brilliant.
1: Yeah. It's brilliant. And that, I mean, that's why I love Misty because it didn't talk to me as if i was a girl and was only interested in girl things you know it's yeah, like okay, this yeah. fantastic yeah. action sequence so yeah they throw this net out the helicopter and jan and sally are caught in the net aren't they and they're like oh my god now we're done for
0: nets oh, were no, really no, a thing no. at the time weren't they they're all comics were full of these nets and people were always <laughs> throwing nets on people on you know television
1: it's because the artists enjoy drawing them
0: right, because okay. they're
1: fun with all that cross-hatching and it looks really good on the page. But it's, you know? not, diff- like, like
0: that. it's not difficult to escape from a net. It's like having <laughs> a, it's like having a duvet thrown over you, really, isn't it? I know. <laughs> oh, no, we're trapped in this net. Well, how exactly are you trapped? Anyway, so they end up pulling up a manhole cover but, and going yeah, into the sewer.
1: Under this net, it's yeah. only as big as the two of them and it just <laughs> so happens that there's a manhole cover right there in the net with them so they can get down in the sewers and I was like, that's a stroke of luck, wasn't it?
0: Yep. <laughs> but something terrible happens and so i'm going to make you say it i'm going to make you say what happens
1: yeah i felt so guilty about this because it was only like sort of was it on the drink and draw that al said something about oh, i'm really sorry about making you read that comic where that thing happened to that dog and i'm like oh my god i've i've done it to him as well <laughs> because so yeah so they go down the sewers um they're trying to escape and jan sees a rat now now sally is, is one of the Mirror Universe doubles.
2: That's right. So she's yeah.
1: been down in the sewers before because her family are part of the resistance against the Nazis and the resistance used the sewers as like a sort of, a, you know, like a little secret highway and means of escape and so on. Yeah. So Jan says, oh, oh, there's a rat. And there's another brilliant panel. He really likes to use that perspective where you're down low and an animal looks huge because there's that panel with this um, huge isn't there? Rat.
2: Yeah. And yeah. it
1: looks... Fantastic, like really menacing. Jan says, "Oh, look, there's a rat." And Sally goes, "Oh shit!" Well, she doesn't say "oh shit" because <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't say that. But like, she's like, "Oh, if there's one, there'll be more." Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, this huge sort of like you know, stream of rats comes at them, and like, it's, it's a really novel, isn't it Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, and Tiger, wonderful, wonderful Tiger, the dog, is so brave and heroic. He basically sort of holds off the rats so that the girls can escape and um and and, and comes to his his unfortunate demise oh. in the most horrible way and it's it's very very upsetting and the
0: thing about tiger is depending on which panel you look in i'll be honest it looks a little bit like lassie as well look yeah, he's yeah, he kind of, of
1: alsatian isn't he? Yeah. Like between an Alsatian and a collie somewhere. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that, that thing happens. The other one that I wanted to mention, um, almost for the same reason, is um, one of the last chapter... So each chapter, each section, has a sort of, like we've mentioned before, has a kind of splash page. And the, the two before the end is one where there's Nazi people just beating the shit out of this bloke. Yeah.
1: Isn't yeah, it, it doesn't literally doesn't pull any punches this no, comic it
0: looks like something out of the night porter yeah it's awful yeah <laughs> then, there's a sort of sse kind of guy standing over him and he's he's got bruises and blood all down his face and there's some sort of you know shaven headed meathead nazi who's just given him a pummeling even though his hands are tied behind his back it's it's rough yeah. isn't it it's, it's it is stuff.
1: And, and i mean like and they don't they don't shy away from how badly they've beaten him up because they're basically saying he might die before we get the information out of him. go get a doctor quick, you know like yeah. so, so they you know then they're, they're not pretending that they haven't beaten him half to death they're they're acknowledging that straight away, oh, yeah the
0: terrorist it's... Richards has passed out again, you know from a beating
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they yell at, better get a doctor. We don't want him to die before we've got what we want from him. You know, yeah. so, it's, I mean, this was, as I say, I was 10 years old sat reading I know. this.
0: That's, but that's and, kind of what we wanted. That's why we read 2000 yes. AD. We wanted those uh, highs and lows and frightening moments. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, th- I mean, this is the thing. Like, if they brought out a comic for 10-year-old girls now, it would be all full of unicorns. And, <laughs> and, and you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, they would never... Because if you tried to put this sort of stuff in a story for ten-year-old girls now, the parents would complain.
0: Yeah, they would.
1: Whereas my parents didn't give a shit. No, that's right. They didn't. They, they didn't know. They didn't know or care what I was reading. I, I must ask yeah, Pat I,
0: whether there were any complaints about this because he'd know. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to know, wouldn't it? But uh, that's but that's why it, I read it, and um, it does. I I felt it was a little dated, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but it kept my interest because it's so edgy, almost. Yeah. You
1: know. I I mean, I'm incredibly grateful that I was born at the right time to be raised on this. Yeah. To be raised on... Thought provoking. And we
0: had stuff like Tales of the Unexpected TV. on television yes. and all this oh, sort of yeah. not we? I loved. yeah you know? yeah
1: love that. You know, this was stuff that would sit in your head for days, weeks, months. And it was shocking, but in the right ways. And it was just brilliant. Yeah. And we had you stuff know, like, like
0: Meltdown Man and, you know, Dread was shooting people left, right, and centre and Nemesis the Warlock. And stuff like that over in 2000 AD, and tornado, and yeah, there was definitely some stuff yeah. going on that we wouldn't, you wouldn't see now, would you?
1: Yeah, and and as I say, it didn't talk down to its audience at all. I mean, this one's got homelessness. Yeah, it's got. Yeah shitty government budgetary constraints you know he's like oh you know like you know like i know i know that that tower block is killing people but we haven't got the budget to demolish this it You some... know,
0: like, i mean what, Was this what coming
1: for little girls nowadays is going to cover i
0: oh, no. yeah. you know yeah
1: the politics the politics of, of
0: boris yeah yeah
1: yeah you've got you know mother fudging torturing nazis and you've got <laughs> poor brave self-sacrificing tiger i mean it's got so much in it yeah and like i said earlier like the Nazis—you don't even see them till the fifth week. It does week. take I a mean, while, doesn't it? I have yeah. been reading this thing like every week for a month before I even found out that there were Nazis in it. I mean, at first it feels more like a a haunted house story. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 so and it's and you just get these little hints that there's sort of like this other world like when she sees her school's been burned down but then the next yeah. day she looks out the window and it's back what again. What are you talking about?
0: Like, yeah, and all that sort and, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and like you just get these little hints but then you know, then it's like, "Oh my god, the, the Nazis." Like that bit where Sally holds up the, the the Union Jack with the swastika in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I will never forget that panel. I you know like i can remember just turning the page and seeing that when i was young and that was so shocking
0: people forget though because this was in the 70s it was only 30 years you know from the end of the war um
1: seeing swastika was still very sure it
0: was because we you know our granddads fought in the war you know our we knew people who fought in the war back then. my
1: dad was in the war
0: right okay yeah yeah
1: yeah. tail end of it but yeah he caught, he caught, caught the end of it yeah Just.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Isn't it? yeah. One of yeah. one of the I was going to say one of the, the reasons I find moments of it a little dated and is um the lettering. I'm going to say, but that yeah, was lettering, lettering that was common nasty, across. Yeah, it. I mean it was fairly common across non 2000 that even 2000 he suffered from from time to time. You know, it's almost like it's not, but it's almost like typewriter typing lettering isn't it you know yeah It's very, it's
1: been typeset and then cut out and sort of stuck on as a block rather than yeah yeah i I mean that's what makes it look a bit like as you say like newspaper strips yeah it looks like newspaper strip lettering doesn't it it does
0: yeah it does but like in comparison to the i wonder if doug church is involved in this i know because he helped pat with some of the stuff but the actual the sentinels is a really lovely design that reminds me of something you know something Twilight Zony or you know something yeah. that, of of the period. You know that that sort of horror sci-fi angle things that we were seeing at the time. Um,
1: yeah, it's a nice nice logo.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's good stuff. Yeah, now as any other little moments you want to mention before we move on to to talk about you?
1: Um, well one of one of the things I want to mention not so much a moment okay. but one of the things that that I love so much about this is that the actual, the physical location of the the gap between the two universes, I think, is plain genius because I had already, at that age, read other stories, and I've read loads since, about a place where the veil between the worlds is thin, you know, and it's usually... (laughs) It's in the middle of a remote and mystical stone circle, like an Outlander, or it's it's in the Aurora Borealis, like in you know, sort of in the Northern Lights yeah. or or it's on Glastonbury Tour under a full moon, you know, like hmm. but this is in a middle floor flat in a council block yeah. <laughs> in in the shitty end of town, and I just think I think that's genius because where else are you gonna put you know, the door to another world. It's, it's not even on the ground floor or on the top.
0: Yeah, you're right, it's actually. It's like halfway up. Is it explained why it's there? I can't remember. No. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, no, I was going to think, was
1: it? It doesn't, it doesn't explain it, but, I mean, they've got, obviously, the same sort of tower blocks over in the other universe, and they know about, well, the Resistance know about as well, they end up like sort of demolishing their block to sort of close the... The doorway, uh, yeah. I think a lot of science fiction wasn't. I think a lot of science fiction we
0: didn't... I think it's since the internet that we've decided everything needs explaining. You know, I was chatting to um, Jason Wilson the other day. We were both watching Inferno, the Doctor Who series from the 70s. And in that, this nuclear testing turns people into sort of nuclear werewolves. But it's never kind of explained why they become werewolves
1: needs to know
0: yeah exactly you don't really it needs cool. to know. it's a good yeah. story
1: yeah yeah i don't care <laughs> yeah and the other the only other thing i wanted to mention yeah. about this is that is, is how the ending is so grim because you've got the poor her jan's dad in the other universe is still stuck with the gestapo and unlikely yeah. to ever get out he's not rescued mirror universe jan has lost her dad and her dog because she ends up giving her tiger to our jam because she's got to go on the run and doesn't think she can look after the dog properly. So like her dad (laughs) has ended up, you know, probably being tortured to death. She's lost her dog. Mirror Universe Sally is gonna spend her whole miserable Nazi ruled life thinking about that supermarket in our world where you can just wander in and buy any food you want. Do you remember she was transfixed by a shop where you could just go and buy whatever you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) and she's going to kick herself forever for not staying over on our side
0: because she could have done. Yeah, she could have done, couldn't she? Yeah, Yeah. To the point where she was hiding under some boxes at one point, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) she was
1: sleeping out in the street, and that guy kicks her, doesn't he, like the council guy? Well, like, so, you know, I mean, at least the Richards family in our world get a nice new flat, and the councilman doesn't have to find budget for the demolition, so there's a couple of good things, you know, but, like, basically, the ending... It's grim as all hell is, because over yeah. the very universe they're still miserable. They've demolished the the pathway to protect us so that their Nazis don't come over to our world and take us over as well. It was very self-sacrificing of them, but that means that they're now trapped in that awful world and like they're actually immeasurably worse off than they were before Jan found them.
0: It um it felt it felt a bit sudden the ending to me. I felt I um, felt like.
1: Yeah. I didn't want it to end, so from that point of view it did. Like, all these things wrap up too quick for me, like these sort of... Yeah,
0: because you only really ten- sort of discover about the Nazis later and they only really get going towards the end and, you know, yeah. you're know, you were thinking, oh, I was thinking, oh, how is this going to end soon? There must be some revolution or something, or maybe this ended because Misty was ending, but I don't think yeah. it did, did it? it? wasn't That wasn't the reason. No, no, this uh, was right at the start. Yeah.
1: This, I mean, this was launched in the first issue. Right, OK. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, it felt sudden to me because I was expecting a happy ending. I was expecting yeah. them to overthrow the Nazis and rescue other Jan's dad, and you know, like, and she could get a new puppy or something. You know, like, I, I wanted, wanted a happy ending. And then I think this was the story that made me realise that you're not always going to get a happy ending. And now, I prefer it when you don't. You know, I like it when you don't get a happy ending. You know, like, yeah. sort of, like, sort of because it so many stories still do feel like they have to wrap everything up. Exactly. And life's not that like that, is
0: it? I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I think 10 year old me reading this, realizing, oh shit, you don't always get a happy ending. Sometimes, you know. I've got, got,
0: how about we call it um, the Sentinels, the wilderness years and uh, Sally and Jan are our age and Sally comes back through the portal. She's let herself go a bit. Do you know what I mean? She's probably got, (laughs) she's probably got a bit of a heroin habit. And, uh, and 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 it, it, we turned into sort of this social commentary about uh, you know two sides of the street you know the rich side and the poor side you know I wonder if that's right. where they were going right. for I wonder if that was what they were going for yeah you know. maybe maybe yeah.
1: maybe they were planning to bring it back we'll pitch
0: later. it we'll yeah. pitch it to 2000AD and okay. they'll never reply to us but we could give we could give <laughs> it a go there you go <laughs> now it's a good it's a good shout mate and I'm glad we got to talk about it because I know it's one that you've always talked about to me about how much yeah. you loved it. And I don't think you'd, pr- I'm, am I right in saying you probably wouldn't be the comics reader you are today if it wasn't for this sort of thing, I suppose?
1: No, no, definitely not. I mean, you could draw a direct line from Misty through the whole Vertigo output of the yeah. 90s, which yeah. I was obsessed with, to, you know, sort of all the, you know, every time Image or Dark Horse or Boom bring out a story that's a bit spooky or a bit, you know, like, I'm, I'm buying it. Yeah. I'd buy them all.
0: This would have made um, a great series to Vertigo eyes, wouldn't it? You know, yeah, to turn absolutely. into a Vertigo series, I can see Pete Milligan or someone doing a brilliant version of this. Or we'll just get Pat yeah. on a Pat on a Vertigo book would have been amazing. Yeah, it
1: would have been great.
0: Good stuff, mate. Right, good. Right now, let's talk about you. Um, yeah, you're busy though. You are super busy.
1: i like talking about me. I want to talk about Misty some more. I love
0: Misty. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got that. I think we understand your love for Misty. That's fine. Maybe we'll do the other one. Maybe we'll do the, the next volume next time or something like that. We'll do another okay. one. Uh, okay,
1: I could talk about all of them. Good. No problem. Good.
0: Now, you are busy. Um, what? Tell us a little bit about Colossive Cartography. What's that?
1: Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. So, Colossive Press, um, Tom and Jane Murphy, uh, down in South London somewhere. Yeah. Um, sort of. Uh, I met them first at, I think, one of the Catford zine fairs, because, you know, like I like my graffiti and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Jane's. Dad, um, was like sort of uh, really into like taking photos of graffiti, and there's a really good sort of street art scene down near where they live. Okay. So you know there was, there was there was lots of good stuff for him to take pictures of. And after he uh, sadly passed away, I mean he was he was quite he was quite an a, an elderly gent. Yeah. Um, he um, uh, Jane brought out like a a sort of a, a little book of his photos of street art and just little anecdotes of of you know the conversations and the friendships that he'd made with the artists and stuff and i know a lot of these artists so i I, I really you know i saw them advertising this book and um and that they were going to be at catford zine fair so i thought i've got i've got to pick a a couple of copies of that up because i'd like it i know a couple of friends who'd like that book so i was chatting to them there when i went to pick that book up and i bought a load of their other zines because they look really really interesting and i thought a lot of the stuff that they've that they've brought out since, and the you know the Croydon Spaceport is one oh, of my favourite. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. It's <laughs> one of my favourite sort of scenes that's come out over the last few years and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm really into all the stuff that they do, and they're into like bookbinding, interesting bookbinding, and they've been getting more into that recently. And that's a sort of an old hobby of mine really that I haven't done so much in recent years, but I used to be really really into bookbinding. And so I'd seen them doing these like cartographies, which um, they're like little maps basically. Yeah. So it's a Turkish map fold, if for any bookbinding nerds listening, um, it's a Turkish map fold, which means that it kind of collapses down on itself. And then as you open it out, it kind of opens out. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tom had the idea of like sort of, approaching a few of the artists that he knows to sort of each do one of these and make it like a little collectible series. He was saying he was thinking of like, you know, sort of collectible sort of seven-inch singles in like sort of, you know, artist-led things and stuff. Yeah, I bought them
0: all, actually. I really like them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they're on series four now um and each series has got six in it but you can buy them individually for two pound each they're a bargain and there's some you know great names associated with it yeah tim Babb's done them, one
0: hasn't he simon hopkins russell's has done a recent yeah, one yeah yeah,
1: yeah hopkins, gareth hopkins yeah, Lucy, Lucy has done one there there are loads um and, and uh, yeah go to philosophypresscom and have a look and well yeah and they asked me to me to do one Yay. which i was really really surprised Get about off. because no really genuinely like sort of almost dropped my phone surprised because <laughs> like most of the other people who've done them have produced a lot of stuff you know they have produced a lot of stuff you know, like, no, i don't really but like you know like like <laughs> douglas noble bought loads and loads of comics out he's done one like you know most of the people who who they approach to do them are people who've got other stuff out there you know that people so people have probably heard of them so i was really surprised that they asked me to do one because i'm not a particularly prolific person i don't sell stuff i don't do stuff for sale i haven't got comic you know i've made little comics that i print up myself and give to my mates but and... you know i don't and and i do have a story in in, in, in the whole chronicle that's so cute. yes that's, that's very well my, of, yeah. my major published work <laughs> but, but yeah I'm, I'm hardly a big man is what i mean in and and also i'm not in london and most of the other people involved with the cartographies are like part of the london scene okay. i i i would say so yeah i was really surprised that they asked me to do it and i almost said no because i was so you know when you're so shocked you sort of just want to say no 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 i can't do that <laughs> i almost like replied and said oh thanks for asking but i don't think so you know and then i thought no suddenly, be brave yeah be brave so so yeah i said thank you i would love to and um yeah my mine is number now i'm going to forget what number i am 26 maybe but i'm part of series four anyway right. it looks great so
0: buy it because it opens up into well let's not spoil it a lovely image which i've seen i've ordered a copy i am waiting for mine to arrive but Ooh, uh yeah it looks amazing mate yeah really good um
1: yeah i really enjoyed working on it i got me sewing needles out and stuff you know i like to embroider on my art so uh, yeah yeah it's, it's it was fun to work on i was hugely flattered to be asked to be a part of it you know with all those other names of people you know like people that i really admire
0: well i've got the, uh, the talk about embroidering copies. i've got your cover to one of the sliced quarterlies which was embroidered as yes. well i've got that in front of me i bought the original yeah. of that one yeah it's part of the kickstart yeah. it's very nice um good now you've got another a number of other thumbs um the you obviously did uh, the whole chronicles with me we collaborated on that that's very exciting yeah. um and brilliant and you were the reason that it became a full comic i was just going to do one story but uh, i was so impressed with what you were doing so get a copy of that if you haven't got it already sarah's brilliant in it the um you and i and cliff are currently working on a secret project yes yeah it's only three pages but it's quite a lot of fun and as you refer to it tony that's just wish fulfillment i believe it's yes. the phrase she used <laughs> and um the other thing is sarah's a regular at the acp drink and draw you should all come along to that it's good fun um in fact you wore a sex wig at one didn't you you had a sex wig you wore one of them
1: i wore a wig it was not a sex wig it was just a wig <laughs> there's no sex involved
0: yeah <laughs> um and uh, you dressed up for it and wore a wig, which I thought was... Obviously... I always
1: dress up for the drinking yeah. jaws. There
0: you go. It's the highlight of our it's... month, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. It's lockdown. It is literally the only social event I have. So, yeah, to right I dress up for it. I look forward <laughs> to it for all months, yeah.
0: But what happened was the... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm saying cider. Is that right, is Sarah? Or is it wine? It
1: was wine and rum
0: <laughs> and sarah Cineapple volunteered
1: rum, it was yeah.
0: and you volunteered to edit the ac the new acp anthology
1: yeah you yeah, you're being very kind about it but yeah i got very very drunk like too drunk
2: <laughs> and
1: basically um people were talking about sort of um oh you know like somebody asked you i think oh are there any anthologies like you know that that's right that you know of yeah. that i could submit to because Neil i think it, it might be Neil actually there yeah. used to be more small press anthologies around didn't yeah there, there used to be loads and there aren't as many nowadays and yeah yeah he he said to you do you know of any anthologies and i said <laughs> i'll do it i'm gonna it's gonna be brilliant i'm gonna do this anthology and i want you all to do it and it's gonna be so good and i woke up the next morning feeling sick i had a pounding head and it you know when how it slowly comes back to you i, think I, I, run think, run I run, think
0: I think i might i i may have like participated in this because everything. i think i may have said i can't think of anyone with better organizational skills than sarah to... I
1: do have good organisations. You do, that
0: is true. But then again, I did message you the, the following morning saying, if you need to get out of it, we'll come up with a cunning plan. And you said, no, I'm going to do it.
1: That was very kind of you. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I could have taken you up on that. But, like, I, I did wake up horribly regretting it, but far too stubborn to not go through with it. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm, I'm regretting it less and less you as are, time You are,
0: you're becoming – you know, this is what I hinted at in the start of it, is you're now my boss. And yes. um, you're very, uh, you're admirably straightforward in your giving of decisions to people about stuff that they submit, which I'm. Um... Yeah,
1: I've, 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 I've i i I'm, I'm, I'm a very nice person, so I'm trying to be very nice with my feedback, but I'm also trying to be very direct and honest. Now, someone with once my said feedback.
0: to me, strictly fair and fairly strict, Tony. I said, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, very good. Now that's um, we are or you are accepting. Me and Cliff kind of help out a bit, but you are accepting um, submissions for it. We want, I'm right in saying, we want something new, we want something experimental and interesting.
1: It doesn't have to be experimental. It does have to be interesting, okay. and I'm definitely open to experimental. I mean, it. I loved yeah. what Ken did with sliced. If people want to like go full on abstract or weird, then I'm 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 all for it, as long as it's still Good. as you said, yeah. still interesting to look at and to read. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, it's for people who are part of the the wider ACP family. So it's not just for Joe public who hears, you know, oh, there's an anthology. I'll submit my old crappy old story I got in the bottom drawer. Exactly.
1: No, yeah. I need, I need at least, you know, sort of a major part of the creative team to be somebody who's, yeah, active in the in the ACP wider. Yeah, I mean,
0: we're not gatekeeping, but the point of it is, it's a fun community project. I suppose isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way. Of
1: I'd it. just like to see if anybody who uh, who submits I'd like to recognize their name, you know, or at least, you know, sort of Yeah. like I look in Awesome Comics Talk or I recognize them from the drink and draw or, you know, sort of you you know somebody that I've heard you guys mention or whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I I want to I want to know that they have some sort of interactive uh, connection with the with the podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's quite right. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of doing a community-based project if it's not for a community, is it? I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good. So that's on the roll. That's uh, we're getting some interesting stuff through, aren't we? Slowly, slowly, some interesting stuff's coming yeah. through. Yeah,
1: there's some really good stuff coming through. Yeah. I'm very, I'm getting quite excited about yeah. it. I Like at first, I thought, what have I let myself in for? Then I thought, what if nobody submits anything, or <laughs> loads of people submit, but it's all rubbish, and you know, it that or you know, but it. It hasn't been rubbish. We had a little little
0: flash at the start, didn't we, where loads of people were just sending us stuff they'd already submitted elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah. when it it comes "Mm."
1: through the next morning, then the chances are that they haven't just done it for this anthology. And also a couple of people submitted stuff that was clearly designed for like a smaller page size because we're going A4 with this, and I want people to really make the most of that, sort of, you know, all the space that A4 gives them so like a couple of people submitted stuff that i'd say was probably designed to be a five or smaller and you could tell because it was just four panels with not much going on and what if that was blown up to a four it wasn't going to look it's not quite right
0: yeah yeah just uh there was a couple of really good people who submitted but you've sent them away just to have a rethink haven't you um about about the format and page size and stuff yeah that's good good stuff now there's a facebook group for it isn't there is how do you get into that
1: it is. It's called, I haven't got it up in front of me, but it's called ACP forward slash drink and draw anthology. Something like that. Yeah. Hang on. Let me find it.
0: OK. The. Um, the and is it, is it like a closed group? Do you have to answer a question to get in or something? Do you? Or...
1: Um, It's you don't have to answer questions, but I have to sort of let you in or you do because I made you. Oh, am I one as... of those? Am I? OK. Yes. So, yeah, it's I'll called ACP. In forward slash drink and draw charity anthology oh yeah that's what we haven't mentioned it is it, all proceeds are going to go for charity nobody's going to make any money out yeah, of it
0: so i'm sorry yeah you're not going to get paid for being in this anthology i'm sorry to say no, um yeah uh we're used to that and we sarah we don't get paid for anything yes <laughs> yeah um good okay mate um is there anything else you're sort of grooving on at the moment anything you're digging that's comic wise at the moment i know um department of truth is one of your faves at the moment isn't it
1: Oh, I I adore it. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, it's, it, that comic is almost like it was written just for me and drawn just for me because you know, like I'm a huge sort of Sinkevich stan, and like and, and and Martin Simmons is is really sort of you know
0: yeah. going
1: in that direction really with is, his with it,
0: especially now. Film. He changed a little bit. I think for um, Punk's Not Dead was a little bit different, wasn't it? The style. Yeah. Um, which shows his oh, ability yeah, to, you know, do, to do... Similar yeah, stuff. this
1: is where he's gone.
0: This is John J. Moth, isn't it, all collage, over? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, mixed media, and it's it's beautiful. So the art is spectacular, and the story is just... It's perfect for me. I was saying I love cults. I love alternate universes. I love conspiracy theories. All this stuff that Misty put in my head yeah. is coming out in Department of Truth, you know? So it's it's just perfect. Yeah, and I, I mean, I perfect. generally
0: couldn't give two figs about television comics are the best we had we have a long discussion about this there yes. but it's nice to see that they're hopefully going to get a few quid from an adaption of it which is in the plans yeah. Of yeah
1: yeah i mean like sort of to me this story's going to work better in comic form than anything else but i'm sure they'll do a brilliant job with it i mean i, I was excited to see that they put not only uh like james but also martin as both they're both um what they call it, creative directors or something. Oh, that's good. Like, they're, they're okay. They're both on the kind of, you know, the, the, the board. Oh, nice. The TV show, uh, for want of a better They'll phrase. stop talking And so I soon. thought the fact that they've yeah. put Martin in the sort of, you know, the writer's room, the showrunner group, shows that they're that, that they know that the look of it is going to be important. And I was sort of thinking, if they end up translating... the feel of his art as well as say they did with Sienkiewicz art in Spider-Verse yeah you know and then 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 I'm all for it you know like if 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 they can translate some of the anarchy of his mixed media art across
2: shadowy it's gonna be
1: amazing you know because otherwise if they don't do that it could end up just looking a bit like the x-files
0: yeah you know yeah, there's that element to the, it there's a smoking man he, yeah there's that sort of thing isn't there going yeah. on yeah yeah and yeah. if
1: it's just a couple of fbi agents wandering around and you don't have that you know sort of that visual sort of element and the, the visual element so much have you read this month
0: i haven't no Is i haven't caught up with it yet right yeah.
1: you see it's not martin on this month oh isn't it oh, okay and it's lovely art but it's not Department of Truth for me. Right, okay. Because it needs to be Martin because he he brings so much you, to the party. Have you
0: got a page? I do. Yes.
1: I own a splash you big page role for are issue you. three. Yeah. And I was I bought it before I read issue three. Right. So I didn't know that issue three was going to end up being like that's my favourite issue so far. That's the school shootings one. And I think that that issue is one of the best single issues of a comic I've read in years. Oh
0: brilliant stuff mate. Yeah. And it's lovely so, for us because we've yeah. kinda known Martin since the pod started. I think even before the pod, I think I spoke to him. Yeah. And it's really nice to see someone who's, you know, in the trenches plugging away, plugging away, and he's done he's done a lot of work, he's done a lot of books, a lot of covers. And then yeah. suddenly you know and it's four years ago Shelley Bond told me that he was going to be the new Sinkovich. And yeah. now suddenly, yeah. Ain't he just yeah. Ain't he just I, you know?
1: I, I could have told her that i know i know i could have told her that i mean you've seen the commission he did for me a few years yeah. back of lucifer yeah i mean just spectacular it's like Klimt. yeah it's it
0: just is. Beautiful. yeah that's a good that's a good way of going with it yeah. yeah yeah he
1: is he is insanely talented and i'm very very proud to call him a friend yeah
0: nice stuff good stuff mate so where can we find you on the socials you know gadding it up as you do Oh, right, yeah. a number I'm of a, reasons a, why you like swindon it was today
1: oh my list i enjoyed that <laughs> um i am at implausible 17 or one word on twitter um and i am on instagram but i can't remember what i am it, and i never used it dogs
0: or something like that
1: yeah it's i think there's a the in it i think it's at the lost dogs art, I think you're right all yeah word um but yeah i don't put an awful lot on insta I'm, I'm a bit rubbish with that one um so yeah twitter's the best place to find me
0: good stuff mate excellent absolutely brilliant that was a real pleasure mate that's good stuff and um i'll say goodbye to... i
1: honestly could have i could have talked for much longer and you know it i know you've so, you got a lot of notes well me. done well done for, for, for like reining me in <laughs>
0: well it's not over yet because we've got the the third member of the beagles group here to talk about his cult so i shall catch you later
1: okay bye bye
0: hi there you loser
1: don't look around i'm talking to you yes you sitting there stinking up the place in your deadpool cosplay and jerking off over your sailor moon luno funko pop tired of being pathetic
0: looking for a way out
1: want to have sex Join the Cult of Q. Our patented decuntification personal abuse technology will create a better you. Stop being that
0: awful twack. Nobody can stand. The Cult of Q. Sex and You may be used for sex.